Good morning. It's good to kind of see you, but I'm not seeing you. It's kind of quite strange. I'll see you later. Not a problem. Um, a word I've heard huge, it's just been said so often this, this year, has been the word hope. And, and even to the point where I, I kind of saw it on a Pringles tea. Oh, wow. Hope. And there are other kind of snacks available, but I like, <laughs> I like Pringles. But hope is, is everywhere this year. You know, we hope there's a virus, um, a vaccine for the virus. We hope, we hope, we hope. And so many things can drain us of our hope. But actually, that's always been the case in our world, where people need hope and people long for hope. And in the time when Jesus was born, it was no different from really today when people were searching for a hope. And the Jews had a rich history of, re- of relying on God and God always being there. And there'd been a time of about 400 years where the prophets hadn't spoken of God's love and they, they were struggling. They were kind of saying, we need God's hope. We need God's love. And we're going to hear about one woman who held on to God's love and held on to that hope, a woman called Mary. So the first reading this morning is taken from Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 26, the birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Can you imagine hearing those words? Mary, you are highly favoured. You know, Mary, you found favour in God. Can you imagine God speaking to you and saying, you know, Pat, you're highly favoured. You're favoured in God. And Mary had an honest response, and I love Mary's response, because it it comes from the heart. It's, it's, gosh, I don't understand. How? How, Why me? Why Joseph? We're ordinary people. We're we're poor. What, What can we possibly bring? And it brings a reality about our world where there's confusion. I can't do this. But actually, she finds comfort. And it's comfort because the angel speaks to her and says, Mary, don't be afraid. You see, he uses Mary's name and he connects with Mary in a way that Mary then knows that that she's being spoken to with power and authority. Don't be afraid. 365 times in the Bible, it says, don't be afraid, don't have fear. And here now Mary is hearing, don't be afraid. 
And she knows that God will be with her in all that she's being called to do. And now she's being told, don't fear. And there are times in our world where we, we might feel fear, we might feel apprehension. But you and I are known to God by name. It says in the Bible in Isaiah, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I called you by name, you are mine. And that's a word of hope, a word of promise. And Mary here then, because she, she hears this, she finds comfort in her heart. She finds a reassurance that God is going to be with her. And then that passage ends with beautifully by saying, no word that God ever speaks will fail. In other words, nothing is impossible with God. And so because of that, Mary then turns her heart fully towards God and responds in a beautiful song that we're going to hear now. Verse 46, we continue from in Luke chapter 1. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him, from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. What an amazing way to respond, an amazing way that the very innermost being of who she is bubbles up and says, I rejoice in God. You see, she knows she's in God. She proclaims the truth of who God is. She says that, that all the things that God has done with his mighty hand, but she does that from an assurance of who she is in God. She knows she's, she's in his security, in his grace, in his comfort, in his salvation. She knows who she is. And it's on that foundation that she's able to then proclaim that God is her saviour. You and I are in Christ. If you believe in Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you are in Christ. Over 164 times, Paul alone says that we are in Christ, we are in him. That means we're in his security, we're in his salvation, in his love, in his grace. And that's a place of hope and a place of security. And it's on that foundation that Mary, when she faces a huge trial later, knows that she's in God. I love the fact that, that Mary knows that in times of difficulties, God will raise her, God will lift her. Three times she says, you know, God will raise the lowly, God will feed the hungry, God will be there. And she knows that in those times of difficulty, God will be with her. I don't know about you, Mike, but I found this year to be a year when I've been reaching out to God more and more and saying, Lord, where are you in these times? I need you. I need your hope. I need your strength. And God's always there with us. You see, he longs to comfort and restore us and be with us. And Mary knew that. And it's on that foundation that we see Mary as she's traveling on a donkey to Bethlehem, facing a, a, a birth with, with Joseph, with no midwife, no, no NHS. She has a hope. 
She has a firm foundation, and that's the love of God. And I love the fact that, that her love stems from, from a deep knowledge that God's going to be with her. In the turmoil of all that's around in our world today, we can know that God is with us. In the turmoil of, of everything that we face, we can know that God will never abandon us. And it says in, in Scripture that if you believe God and you believe in him, then he will be with you and he will give you eternal life. And I love the image of, of Mary holding on to Jesus and the reality of the world around her. She's holding on to the hope of all mankind. Do you know that deep assurance today? Do you know that, that Jesus is with you? That Jesus will never leave you and never forsake you? You see, as Mary is holding Jesus, she's surrounded by, we, we have this image of the nativity scene with, with children and tea towels on the head, but it wasn't like that. The, the, it would have been in a cave where the animals would have been kept and the manger would have been uh, carved out of rock and it would have been filled with hay and I just imagine the animal saliva and all the horrible things that would have been surrounded with that. And it's a dark reality. But it gives me hope. Because for me, that means that there's no place in my life where, where God isn't. In those dark, in those lonely places, God is there. And as Mary held Jesus, in, surrounded by the reality of, of the world, Jesus was there. And as we're surrounded by the reality of our world, may we know Jesus is with us. Mm. And that's the truth. And I love the fact that God would, would, would allow Mary to know that and allow us to know that. It says in Scripture that God will never leave us and never forsake us. And that's the truth for you today. One of the things I'm going to miss hugely about, about everything that's going on this Christmas is I love Christmas carols. I love getting together and singing and, and really proclaiming the truth at Christmas. And one of the carols that really struck me was, O Little Town of Bethlehem. And it was one line in particular that got me as I was preparing for this. It was, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. Mm -hmm. The hopes of all mankind, the hopes of centuries were met in Jesus. Mm -hmm. The fears were overcome because of Jesus. You see, when we look at Christmas, we don't just look at the baby in the manger. We look at the baby in the manger with the shadow of the cross and the glory of the empty tomb. Jesus came to die for you, that you might know his hope, that you might know his love and his grace and his mercy, and you might know that he wants to be with you. Romans 15 says, May the God, the source of all hope, fill you with joy and peace through your faith in him, and then you'll overflow with hope. You see, God is the source of all hope. We can put our hope in all the things in our world, but they eventually will crumble and fade, but the hope that's in Jesus will never, ever go. Because God is a God who loves you. I love the fact that Mary and Joseph would have known Scripture, and so they would have known truths in Scripture. And in Isaiah 41, it says, Don't worry, because I'm with you. Don't be afraid, because I'm your God I will make you strong, I will help you, I will support you. Mary knew that. Joseph knew that. Do you? Because my, my challenge to us today is to say, do we know the hope that's in Christ? Do we know the truth that's in Christ? 
And if you're sat thinking, actually, I don't know this, then I want to encourage you. We've got an Alpha course starting soon. And I want to encourage you to search, to, to, to contact and to get in touch and to search. Because Jesus has been searching for you and Jesus loves you and wants you to know the hope that's in him. And maybe you're sat today thinking, well, I do know God's hope, but I need it renewed. Well, then may you know his renewing hope today. Mm. You see, Mary knew in Isaiah again, it says, listen to me, all you who are left in Israel, I created you and I've cared for you since before you were born. I will be your God throughout all your lifetime. And so your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. I will, carry you among this, I will carry you along and I'll save you. I can't imagine how overwhelming it must have been for Mary to have held Jesus in her arms as a baby, knowing that he was the hope of all mankind, knowing that he would be the savior of the world, not fully understanding what would happen, but knowing that Jesus would fulfill all the promises of God. But then neither can I imagine the pain she must have felt when 30-odd years later... She knelt at the foot of the cross, seeing that same sun open wide his arms of love upon a cross. And knowing that he did that to embrace a broken world. You see, Mary was able to live that life because she knew God was fulfilling the promises of salvation. And he was fulfilling them for you. He was fulfilling them for me. He was fulfilling them for each and every one of us if we turn to Jesus. Hebrews 13 says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. You see, I want to encourage you today that no matter where you are, to turn your heart to Mary, uh, to, to God in the, the way that Mary did. You see, Mary, in the confusion of what she was told, knew the foundation of who she was in Christ, who she was in God, and then we can know who we are in Christ. But she knew that. And I want to encourage you today to turn to God. Let him be the hope of the world. May he overcome your fears and may you know that he loves you. This Christmas time as we light the, the, the candles, may we know the light of the world in our life. May we know that the light will dispel the darkness. May we know that there's no place that we stand or sit where God isn't there with us. Let's just pray, shall we?